greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's good to see all of you this evening. I know the weather is quite chilly. We must have taken a sacrifice to go to the house of the Lord. But God will bless you for that. How many believe God will bless them for that? Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, We are just going to sing a worshipping song. But just reminding you that on Sunday we'll have our ordination for our deacons. Amen. So I expect you to be here just to witness that. Hallelujah. So just keep on praying. Uh, Brother Borero is going to preach for us this evening. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you give him a round of applause? Amen. It's always good when I'm not preaching. I always look forward to when I'm not preaching so that you can tap into what God has put in other brothers. Amen. Because I believe there are times when a minister must be ministered to. The greatest danger in our time, ministers are not being ministered to. And that is why we've got crisis within ministries. Amen. So, uh, and you can rest assured, whenever I find a brother to come and minister for you, I really take that process extremely seriously. I pray about it, I look at it time and again, until God confirms it to me and say, this one can preach. Amen. But we thank God for ministers that are helping us. So, let's sing a worshipping song. You are singing good old songs. Amen. These are good, good old songs. You normally take me down the memory lane when we were still at SJ Farmer Merve. Just 40 of us, 14 years, 15 year olds, we used to sing these things. Amen. Now can give us a worshipping song. I don't know whatever is in your heart so that as my brother comes to minister. Amen. Speak now. How many say speak now this evening?
Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our Maker, our Lover, the one that brought us to where we are this day. Father, we are the purchase of thy blood tonight, and we have gathered in the fashion, Almighty God, wherein you described in thy word, that if two or three are gathered in thy name, there you are in their midst. Amen. Tonight we have no fear at all that God, Father, you are with us. Father, we do not even need to invite you, for thy word indeed is an invitation of its own. Father, Almighty God, O oh Father, rendered to the throne of God, Father, for it did proceed from the very same throne. Tonight, Father, we are surrendering our hearts to you once again that you can speak to us, O oh Lord. If the Holy Ghost, Almighty God, O oh Father, may just find some heart, O oh God, where it can rest, Almighty Father, Almighty God, until eternity shall roll. Almighty Father, Almighty God, when we shall be clothed, Heavenly Father, in that garment of heaven, Lord, I am praying tonight, Father, let such moments like this never be wasted, Lord. Father, I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that when we gather, Lord, we may just be expecting this all times, Father. I'm praying tonight that, God, you may undertake for every situation. You may undertake for every tear that is dropped, oh God, from morning till sunset. You may undertake for every pressure that your children have been going through. You may undertake, Almighty God, for every kind of disease or sickness. Heavenly Father, we know that thou art God, and there is none besides thee. To thee and to thee alone we give our hearts. To thee and to thee alone, O oh God, we surrender all. Heavenly Father, we give our joys unto thee. We give our, our happiness unto thee. We give our praises unto thee. Father, as we commit all these things unto thee, even this service we commit it in your precious hands. The reading of the word we commit in your precious hands. Heavenly Father, and whatever shall proceed from my mouth, Almighty God, may it be. Heavenly Father, from the ordination of the Holy Ghost, I praise, I commit all things unto thee. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, I pray. Amen. Amen. Shalom, saints. It's a wonderful cold evening. If we have our Bibles, we can take them out and open from the book of uh, St. Matthew. And Matthew chapter 17, we are going to start reading from verse 1. We read from verse 1 to verse 7. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then answered Peter, and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, 
let us uh, here let us make here three tabernacles one for thee one for Moses and one for Elias while ye yet speak behold a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold a voice out of the cloud which said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased hear ye him and when ye when the disciples heard it they fell on their faces and were so afraid and Jesus came and touched them and said arise and be not afraid someone might be longing that I should have been on this day because Peter said it is good for us to be here there could be someone who is saying my day has not been good so you would have longed to have been on this day but we will find out as the service goes by because the same thing that happened here is happening every service Amen. that is the privilege we have in our day it's happening every service and there's not only three brothers but the rest of us all who can make it to church uh, can we open our Bibles again to Luke 17? Luke 15, sorry. Luke 15. We have to pay attention to verse, uh, verse 11. I'm uh, just going to read a small portion, but I think I will be referring to a lot of verses as from verse 11 to 19, then the rest we will read as we take our seats. From verse 11, uh, the book of Luke from chapter 15, it says, And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to, the, to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. We must mark that portion, what the father did. He did not give him some of his belongings. He, he divided all his living. And not many days after, the young, younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went out, joined himself uh, to a citizen of that country. And he sent him unto uh, his fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that uh, the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, we should also mark the verse 17, he sh when he came to himself, uh, he said, remember this man was with swine, he didn't have friends. No man dared to give him anything, but he's talking to himself, and he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and perish, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father 
and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Shall we pray again? Lord Jesus Christ, again we come before thee, just for the sake of this portion of scripture we've read, I feel that I should pray again. Lord, perhaps there could be some that still have a wish to be prodigal sons. There could be some among us tonight that still think, Almighty God, that they have it to themselves. Almighty God, but Father, according to the light of the word, we see now that this man, when he approached his father, he thought it was himself doing it. When he was sitting with the swine, he remembered something and he came to himself. That means whatever he did before he came to the swine, it was not himself. Father, there could be some that still do things and still feel that it is themselves doing it. Oh God, may you come tonight and just enlighten this way to us that when we go out of the service, we may at all times behave like ourselves. Not in any time should we need to be remembered, remembered, Almighty God, by some other things that are not part of ourselves. Father, oh God, neither should we even deem ourselves to be something that don't, don't entail. Almighty God, the likelihood, oh Father, and the likeness and the image of God's character, I am asking tonight that you may just take this word and just put it somewhere in our hearts and let it stay there and let us behave like David who said, I have put thy word in my heart that I sin not against thee. Father, for the sake of this scripture, I've had to feel to pray again. Lord, I commit this scripture in your precious hand. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, I pray. Amen. We may take the comfort of our seats. I'm not so much of a uh, good reader, so I was thinking I would ask a brother to read another portion for us from verse 20 to 37, 30, 32, sorry, the last scripture of that uh, chapter. Uh, but before we go any further, that I will request from any uh, brother that can read so well better than me. But uh, for this point in time, I just want to uh, recognize the pastor who is present. He phoned me, he said, brother, you, can you preach on Wednesday? Uh, I normally deny because I am conscious of what I, I have to do in the bride of Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not like one who's still trying to find my feet. Amen. I don't live by guesswork. Amen. Uh, so when the pastor called me, it, it troubled me because coming here is different from as when we are out there and we meet the world. If I meet a drunkard, I can say anything. I don't need to prepare notes. I don't need to uh, get the right stuff for him. Everything is right. They can even go ahead and drink, and I say on and speak about the word. So you find drinking beer and the Bible mixed together. That is what we find uh, sometimes. It's, it's some sort of disorder. But most of the time, this disorder becomes the order of the day. So I might be disorderly in a way tonight. You have to understand me. And most of the brothers uh, know what I'm talking about. 
if you have been with uh, people that have never believed the message and you start talking and then you mention something that they don't agree with and then everyone wants to talk and because everyone has got a point. So, but here not everyone has a point. Here God speaks. So when you are out there, you expect God to speak and you also speak on your behalf. Because you have to, the Bible gives you a portion to represent your faith. Amen. So what we do when we are out there is different from when you receive a call from the pastor to say you are preaching to the bride of Jesus Christ. The people uh, that God has purchased with his own blood. That if God would at any point in time look down, you would say, uh, these are my beloved people. So you can't say anything uh, of your will. And I would want to just thank God for that uh, uh, honor that the pastor has given me. Brother Brenham said, if there is any honor that I want to receive, is to preach to the bride of Jesus Christ. Uh, he says, you are above all the ministers of this world. If you are standing here, pastor, you are above uh, Ramaphosa and his cabinet. Amen. Because you will be addressing the subject of heaven. So I was having that in mind to say I'm now being called by the pastor to address people that will live eternally. It's very difficult to tell you about uh, what takes you to your destiny. But it's easier when I'm fishing out someone to come in. It's very easy. Uh, because uh, Paul says the gospel is preached by every means. So when we are on the field, we, we use every means. So you have to excuse us when you meet us out there and you see us using every means. You have to forgive us. Because it doesn't uh, pertain to this country. Amen. But we know, we are conscious, if they come here, they will uh, redefine us. Amen. I take recognition of my mother who is present here. I've just got a little story that I'll say. Uh, I almost lost my job, and she almost cried one day. She made a breakfast for me. I didn't eat. Uh, she made a lunch for me one day, and I didn't eat. And I had missed my time to go to work, because I was completely carried out in my spirit. And I'm very glad that as I stand here, I've got a brother who's uh, believing this message from that uh, little gathering. People were passing by and they were laughing. Little did they know that they were laughing to some eternal news. Um, I, I remember my mother opening the door and telling me that I made tea for you, you never had time to enjoy it. Now I made something for lunch for you, you are still talking to these people. I, I think I spoke to uh, seven people from morning until four. It was not of my uh, plan that, hey, let me stop at four. But when I wanted to check time, because now I'm coming back to myself, like uh, almost like this, uh, at least that time I was lost in the spirit. Like the prodigal son came to himself. Amen. I looked at time, it was uh, around something to four, and I had not taken anything to eat. And when I met my foreman the following Monday, it was only Saturday, the following Monday, there was a lot of stress that I could have lost my job. And when they finally didn't have place for me, it was one of the things that they said, 
uh, it's because when we tell you to come on, uh, on Sunday to stand by, you don't come. So it was one of those things. It was one of those things that uh, uh, I remember when I looked at my mother and I'm saying I almost lost my job for that. But I'm happy I've got a side, a brother that I normally speak to and we enjoy. And it is my first time to preach and my mother is sitting in the congregation. You, you, can, you can just imagine what kind of an honor that is tonight. I've never preached to her, but I've prayed with her. And I, I am happy she, she, she is one of the women that resort to prayer when things are not right. And I, I learned that from here as well. Sometimes you don't need to gather your children and tell them, I'm going to teach you how to pray. You just simply have to pray and they copy from there. Uh, you, you do it on your tablets and your, uh, what do you call it, your phones, uh, the smartphones, you say copy and paste. So you only do it on a phone, but you must also do it on other important things. Amen. Uh, so uh, I'm thankful tonight for, for that. Uh, there's not much you can expect from me. Of course, I do not stammer like Moses, but I might be short of uh, the right speech for the pulpit. My speech is too blunt when I'm speaking, especially when I'm using my Bible. You have to forgive me if I use my Bible that way. I don't mean to hurt you, but uh, that's the way it is. I don't have to run away from myself. Martin Luther one day said it's, it's hard to fight against conscience when they said you should recant and say you don't want this Jesus Christ. He said, I don't have an answer for that. I will not reply to it because it's hard to fight against conscience. So, uh, in a message, uh, total deliverance, the prophet says when God makes a, a Christian, he don't make half a Christian. Though sometimes his children are found to be halfway Christians. And when he's making a preacher, he don't make a halfway preacher. That's the reason why he followed Jonah even when he thought he, he is already forgotten about everything. Even when he said, okay, I've got a solution, just throw me in there. Let the monsters of the sea finish with me, not with God. And God prepared another better monster for him to receive him because he had prepared a preacher that was suitable for Nineveh. He had no substitute. So uh, what am I saying? For whatever God has made you to be, you cannot have a substitute for it. Even if people can try to persuade you to be that, uh, even if you try to persuade yourself, you will not come out right. You might mess up the whole thing. Mm. So uh, standing in the pulpit, I don't use the pulpit to make friends. I don't use the Bible to make friends. Because ultimately I will get friends because there will be some that will believe it. Mm. So I don't have to worry about making friends using the Bible. In other words, I'm saying I, I don't compromise when I come to my Bible. I've, I've almost lost, at one point in time, I almost lost the whole family when I came to Christ. I was not, I was not even touched, I was not even bothered. We were going to part ways. I, 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 I didn't worry about that. Because it was all to do with the Bible. But uh, they gave me a very big 
task. They say, it's time for you to choose, because I was still going to school. We pay for school fees or we pay for church. I said, if you, if you have to pay for both, you can do that, because I am going to choose both. I still need to go to school, and I'm going to be done away with school one day, but I cannot be done away with the word of God. So, uh, as I am speaking right now, uh, some of my school fees for that time was not paid because of this message that I am believing. So, whether I am preaching about it or I'm, I'm, I'm uh, talking about it, that's what it is. I have already said it. My speech is blunt when it, it's just as it is. I don't persuade people when it comes to the message. Was more, normally I discovered the people that you persuade, Pastor, they are the ones that give you problems. They might not say it uh, through the mouth that it was you who persuaded me, but their behavior will tell you that someone coaxed them into this thing and they didn't want it. They have to say, if it was not of my brother, I would not have been in this church. Yeah, I, I followed auntie because she was saying everyone in this house goes to church. Yeah. I was following daddy because he said everyone in this house to church. Mm. So the people that you normally try to persuade into the thing, they are the ones that give you problems. Mm. So I don't persuade anyone. Tonight I will not persuade you. I will not persuade my mother either. Because I, I made a solitary decision to save him which I think every man should have a privilege to do. So now coming back to our subject, I'm going to ask Brother Grace, I think you can read better than I can. Who's? Brother Chetty. Oh, there's a vote for you. Uh, unfortunately, if you didn't want to read, it's a pastor's vote, and the pastor's vote is everyone's vote. So, uh, Pastor, thank you for that. Brother Chetty, you can continue with this chapter. Read for us from uh, verse 20 to 32. Let's hear about this story of this man. Verse number 20. And he arose and he came to his father. But when he had yet great, a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and, and ran to and ran and fell on his neck. Sorry, I've got it underlined and it looks like tell. Oh, okay. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this thy son is dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now the eldest son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked, <coughs> And he called one of his servants and asked, What is this things meant? And he said unto him, Thy brother is come. Thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and he would not go in. Therefore 
came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I may, be, that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is, and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Amen. Let's hope there's not, there's not many of us that are jealous of them that they've slid Amen. when they come back because we stayed too long in the message. So you think they messed up with the message. Maybe it was their long way to realize themselves. Because you thought they had realized when you had them first time. It took the mud and the mark around them to realize who they are. They had to be with swine to realize who they are. Amen. I'm going to read from a message. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to read the portion. Now, brothers, when I'm in the message, uh, prodigal, he picks the mother. He said the mother wasn't happy with the day when this man left. The father wasn't happy the day this man left. And uh, so when I looked at that, he, he speaks about how the mother prayed for the child, that God take care of you, my son, but we, we didn't want you to leave us. Amen. So I had to arrive to this thought that uh, what the man requested, he did not know what he was asking for. Uh, so I came up with the title, The Father's Portion. Uh, because in this message, Brother Benham actually points out that when he asked for that portion, it was not his portion. He was asking for the father's portion. And by law, you, it's only when you can get the father's portion only when the father is dead. That is why Christ came and died on the cross so we would get his Holy Spirit. You see, that is why God said, except a seed die in the ground, it cannot bring forth of its kind. It's, it's a law of God. So this man, before the father died, he approached the father. Whilst they are still living, I want my portion. Yeah, yeah. So what, whose portion was he asking for? Before the father dies, he wanted a portion. Okay. And the sad part is, if he had invested that portion and made it somewhat, something of a greater value, the father was going to rejoice. Uh, and, and now it becomes more sad that he took the, the father's portion and wasted it away. Mm. And if he had wasted it, uh, maybe among believers, it would have been something of a greater reason to say the brothers were in want. So I took everything I had, I gave to my brothers. Mm. We saw it in the book of Acts. They sold all they had for the sake of the brothers. Mm. So it's biblical. We could have uh, said the brother knew what he was doing. He loved his brothers. But he went and spent all the father's portion with hallows yeah. and riotous living. Amen. Yeah. We are going to look at this man, but 
I don't like that other one that stayed with the father. I don't like him. If he is here somewhere, you must know this brother don't like him. Amen. I will tell you the reason why I don't like him when we come to it. Amen. Amen. I will never like him for that thing. Yeah, I, I, I will never like him. Now, I was thinking, if the son had stayed and the father had prepared enough to give him the portion that was going to be his portion, by reason of the father knowing that once my children are growing up, I must invest so that they get something. I, I believe the father was preparing for something. He was not just watching his sons grow and think they, they would see to themselves, I don't care about my son. He was preparing something. But before that thing was, uh, it come to a portion where the father would say, come here my sons, I'm going to divide this of my portion to be your portion. This man says, I want all that belongs to me now. The father was wondering, what, what is going on with my son? Now, I can say the time that he asked for that portion, he was not himself. He only came to himself when he met the swine. And when the portion was finished, what if he had stayed and the father had given him that portion and he had never been with the swine? Of what much, of how much greater a, a reward would it have been in heaven? Amen. You know, another brother said, some brothers behave like a man that is eating fish. You know, when you eat, brother, you like fish. Eh? See, when you eat the fish, you take all the meat out. Then you leave the fins. <laughs> then the, 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 the brother was saying, some brothers do like that. They go to the devil, they say, eat everything of me, finish me up. Then when they are finished, it's just a skeleton and the fins and everything like a fish and only the head is remaining. Because you can only hear him talk, but sometimes when he's sleeping, you can't even see him. Then he's saying, oh, pastor, I want to have to change. <laughs> It's definite that man will never be profitable in the kingdom of God. He's going to be a burden all the time. You have to take him to the hospital. You have to remind him to take his medication. You've got to do everything for him. But he's telling you now he wants to save God. He has made up his mind now. It means something to him. And the health is wasted away. I, I thank God that uh, the gospel got me before I could get that far. Mm. Amen. And I still have the energy to save him. Amen. Amen. And he joined himself to a citizen of the country. And the citizen of, of uh, the citizen gave him two big slop buckets to go slop the hogs. Think of a place, a Jewish boy out there sloping hogs in the big pen away from mother, away from religion, that he once had, to keep away from hopes. Now he was rooting in it. That's the way the devil will do. He'll get you to smoke your first cigarette, telling you there's no harm to eat. And after a while, you are a cigarette friend. He will uh, tell you there's no harm in a sociable, taking a sociable drink. I've stood by them before they went to gallows, stood by them before they was electrocuted, and I never intended. They say, 
to be a gambler. I never intended when I was playing cards to be a gambler. I never intended to be a, dr a drunk. When I stole the first time uh, out of a filling station, I didn't intend to be a thief. But only the thing the devil wants you to do is to start. And when he will, uh, and he will take you on, get over on his ground one time and watch him. You know what it means to do wrong. But there is an influence of the power of darkness, the prince of the power of the air, that leads you uh, trapped in, into these things. You have got to stand up, separate yourself from the things of the world and come out and live for Christ. That's right. Now, every time when the prophet is talking about this guy, he says, and I can see him. And I can see him. I think he was seeing him. He was seeing exactly what was happening. Because when you read the scripture, and you are not imagining in your mind a man that is sitting in a pig pen. Huh? Yeah. A man that is sitting in a pig pen. And he's longing to eat the same food the pigs are eating. There are some brothers that make such decisions. Let's follow this man. And I can see this child. Now he's feeding hogs. Here he is down in the pig pen, slopping the hogs and eating from the same slot, uh, slop bucket, feeding the hogs. Think of it. What he had left, what he had then, and the portion that he had spent was really his father's that he had earned. But here he was in the pig pen. All he could hear was uh, pigs grunting of hogs. The sound of walks is all that he could hear. Amen. I just wanted to put him exactly where he makes a decision to say when he came to himself. Now we have two fathers and we have two sons. Okay, let's say we have three. Because we have the other one that stayed with the father. But from my scriptures, I've got two sons that I want to follow. There's one that appears on Matthew chapter 17. That when something was just about to happen, he takes three other colleagues to say, let's go and meet the father. When they come up to the mountain, the father was well pleased. And he said, this is my well-beloved son, uh, in whom I'm well pleased to dwell in. Hear ye him. Right. Brother Bernard preached the message, hear ye him. Amen. Uh, if you listen to that message, you can listen it, uh, to it more than a hundred times. It's, it's a blessing. Uh, there is this son that is coming here. Before his character is well uh, groomed up, he goes to the father, he wants his portion. So we have two sons of a different character, of a different makeup. That defines how you want to come to God. That defines how God is going to uh, give you the portion that belongs to you. Well, some people, they ask things prematurely. And actually, they don't ask, they demand. Sometimes God gives it to you. You are crying for a car, but long, long before time, we see Mahoshas in that car. You are no longer a brother because of a car. And brothers, they are hiking, you see, that is brother, yeah, that must be brother so and so. Then they are busy like this, your car is empty, you say, no brother, I'm rushing somewhere. And you are not rushing anywhere. Because just because you have a car, you must just show that you have a car. So the whole thing that in your mind, when you wanted a car, was when I have a car, they must see that I've got a car. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a purpose for that car. Mm -hmm. 
So some of the things that we ask, we ask like this guy here, he's asking prematurely. When you get something prematurely, you will also act prematurely. You will misbehave somehow. Amen. Alright, let's follow it up. There's somewhere where I want to come to. In the message, when their eyes were opened, Brother Brenham says, all that Christ was, he poured into the church. Eh? But we know that all that Christ received, he received from the Father. Amen. Because what he received, he poured into the church. Because uh, we are not talking about him now. He's not here. But we want you to know that there was a portion that was poured out to you. When was it poured out? Brother Ram says, the day that the Holy Ghost came to the church, the first time it fell in the church, God never took it away. And in some messages, you hear him say, why should we go for some things that are fake? Why should we run for these Pentecostal fake blessings when the whole heavens are full of the genuine Holy Ghost? Amen. So, when you are coming to Christ, and you know exactly what it means to come to Christ. You must do exactly what it means to receive the Holy Ghost. You must know what it takes. You can't just come here and, and, and try to be a Christian. Time won't make you anything. Time won't take you to, to any, any height. You must know, now I want to be a Christian. Brother Pnam in another message he says, you must break them bridges. You have to break them bridges. Some brothers still have got their bridges, still, they are still on. They are even going time after time to make them if they are breaking. So that when they want to come and do their dirty deals, they come around and do it and come back to church. And when the pastor is preaching about the Holy Ghost, they are raising their hands. They say, I also want the Holy Ghost. You must do what it takes to receive the Holy Ghost. Don't wait for God to tell you what to do. Because when you made your decision, you had the word. Faith comes by hearing. When you heard the word, you responded. You said, I want that word. I want to be a Christian. When you want to be a Christian, then you have to do what it takes to be a Christian. And God says, draw nigh unto me. And I will draw nigh unto you. There was one, one time uh, a man that was praying. Uh, I think it was, uh, if it's not Ezekiah, I'm not sure. I don't want to mix up names. But this man was praying. He said, God, we are, we, are, we are in trouble here. Things are not right. Then God sent a prophet. He said, do you, do you know why you have overcome all these wars? The Lord thy God, I think it was Asa, the Lord thy God is with thee as long as you are with him. Some people want God to be with them, but they don't want to be with God. And they are forcing God to be with them because they keep on asking him to be with them. And they expect it to be something that must just happen. God is a principled God. He's a sure-footed man. That is why when he spoke to Abraham, he said, wherever you put your feet, that land you have taken. When God asked Abraham to measure the, 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 the land of Israel, he never asked him to Gibela a donkey. Never said, go on top of a donkey. At least it's going to be easier for you. Because he knew that it would be the donkey possessing. 
Not Abraham. He never asked him to ride on a horse. He said, move around. He was given time to do that because he needed time to walk on his feet. That is why it was the feet of Abraham that marked that land according to the demarcations of God. And you cannot change it. Now they are trying to wipe out Israel. They will not do it. They footprints on the sands of time. Some man one day when he made a decision to be with God, he was told, walk before me and be thou perfect. And he walked before God and was perfect. And he came to a spot where God was pleased with him. And he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. When he arrived in the city, God said, now it's time for you to walk. Possess the land. Use your feet. Some of you weak Christians, you want God to possess for you. You will never do that. If I read my spoken word very well and I read my Bible very well, why did God give the Holy Ghost to the church? He wanted to be, to make the church a co-worker with God. When you are a co-worker, you are not a spectator. When you are a co-worker, you don't work according to your own principles. You use the very principles of him that is making you a co-worker. One day I was preaching to my wife. I normally preach to my wife. I thank God for, for her. She forbears with me a long time. Sometimes I'm waking her up and I think I want to say something just for five minutes. Then I, I realize I speak for two hours. And it's a sermon and she's saying amen. I told her sometimes some of the things is just a matter of principle. If I make a decision not to steal, I will not steal until eternity comes. I don't want to steal. I stopped smoking, not because of the Bible. I just don't want smoking. It's a principle. You never see me smoking. Now it's, 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 it's hard to find a brother that is still battling with girlfriends. Battling with girlfriends and you say you are a Christian. And if we say, how many have got the Holy Ghost? Your head goes up first. And it's higher than the rest. Sorry, brothers, you must forgive me. I'm not, I'm not talking to you if I'm saying these things. I'm talking to the one that influences those things. You have to come to the principles. We have to say it the way it is. You can't just say you are a sister. In the, this pastor, let's, let's be realistic with other things. This pulpit is not here to address how sisters must dress. No. It's not here for that. We are going to heaven. And we must not, your miniskirt is not going to heaven. So we must not talk more about that miniskirt here. Because you keep on wearing it. Yeah. We are going to heaven. We are focused. Our eyes are looking to that city. Yeah. Whose build and maker is not God. Yes, it's not built by miniskirt. Yeah. You can't waste your time. The pastor can't, can't be with it. Because he can't stand here and keep on looking at people that are wearing, I mean, these tight Dressing them. He has to address it, but he's always addressing that. But faith comes by hearing. The more you hear it, the more you do it. Amen. Am I right? What you hear more often is what makes up your character. That's not brother. I'm saying the same thing. Your prophet says the same thing. You must eat more of the word. Now, if we eat, if you eat more of those rebukes on those uh, dressing and makeup and how do you do your hair? Don't not the Holy Ghost give you sense enough to know how you must dress your own hair. Amen. 
Why must the pastor tell you whether you must put a whip or you must not put it and you start those, those debates? Those debates, they start from hell. Amen. Because our debate must be, how must we receive the Holy Ghost? How can I be? You must be testing for the life of God. Brother Graham says you must not worry about the rest. Just worry about God and worry about His weight and worry about His weight. Worry more about His weight and more about His weight. And the rest will take care of itself. I will tell you why. Don't, don't say amen. I will tell you why he said that. Some of you are saying amen because we don't understand what I'm saying. You are just excited. Because when it comes to the real thing where you must do exactly what you must do, you, you are the first one to run away. Brother Bnam knew that if preachers come here and they repeat the word, oftentimes that word pushes out everything. Because he said the, the, the rest will take care of itself. But it's just God who displaces everything. Now if the pastor keeps on coming here and rebuking all this, now he rebukes this and then another thing starts here. It's a firefighting game. This is not a firefighting move. It's a fire receiving move. We are not fighting the fire. We are receiving the fire. It all depends with what kind of fire you are receiving. Ben, Ben, Holy Spirit, Ben in me, set my heart on fire. Some of you must fear to sing such songs, such kind of songs. When you don't want him to burn in your heart, rather you keep quiet. Amen. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Stop singing such songs. If you are not longing for that fire to burn in you. Because this is exactly what this guy did here. The one that we read here. Jesus said, I do as is pleasing to the Father. All the things that I do is what I see the Father do. So in, 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 in other sense, when you go to Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, it says, He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now one day, when he said, uh, I'm a son of God, the Pharisees took stones to stone him. He said, for what works do you want to stone me? They said, for good works we stone thee not. But for you being a man, thou makest thyself equal with God. In fact, the other scripture says, you are making yourself God being a man. Because he said, I am a son of God. When we say we are sons and daughters of God, why, why don't people pick up stones and stone us? Why, why can't they call it blasphemy? Now, they have to take stones because we call ourselves sons and daughters of God. You know what it means? You are making yourself equal with God. There is no other thing that makes you equal to God than when you take His word because He performs His word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. The problem comes when you see a brother that does not tally, his life doesn't tally with the word. He's not even longing for it to come that other far. He's always on this other side. There's no black white dog. You must show us if you are black, you are black. If you are white, you are white. Myself, I'm white. I've already made my decision. With my mistakes, I'm on the white side. Some of you people that are Christians, you wait for the devil to address you. Come to your conscience because he knows your conscience is the gateway to the answer of your prayer. 
Because why the Bible says, if your, con- your con- conscience is clear and your heart does not condemn you, then you have confidence before God. So the devil knows before you go to prayer, your conscience must be brought down low to zero. So then you start to tell yourself, if I'm like this, can I pray? That is why most of you, you can't even pray for a sick person. There's many of you that have lived with sick people and you can't tell them, I can pray for you and you can be healed now. Say, ah, let me call our pastor. That one, that is a mighty man of God. Yeah, he's going to heaven alone. Because he's the only one that believes. He's the only one that believes. These signs shall follow them that believe. What signs? They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall. How many sick people have you watched and they are dead now, some of them? And you, still, you are still eager to watch on, on some to die. You are waiting for their death certificate. And you are a believer. And you don't, you, 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 as cold as it is, you, you, you don't miss a service. It's a waste of time. If you read the message by faith, Moses, Brother Brenham says, What good does it help us to talk about God of Moses and how he parted the waters? In the days of Moses, if he cannot repeat the same today, what good will it help us tonight to bring a God of Joshua and talk more about him and how he parted the river Jordan for them to possess the land of the land of Canaan? What good will it do us today if he will not repeat the same tonight? And some of you are already accustomed to, to tablets. Until you call disease, it's my disease. You think you will have confidence to pray for someone that's got high blood pressure and you vote the same thing yourself. You can only tell them a better medication or a better Chinese tea. That's the only thing you can tell them. That's the far you have come to. That's the only conclusion you have in your life. I will tell you some of the things that I do are very stubborn. Mm. At work, they told me we are one point in time we are we are chasing you away. This is an instant dismissal. I told every manager this is a lie. You are lying. Mm. I didn't come here by myself. I prayed to get this job, <laughs> and I know how difficult it is to push me out of this job. You have to consult God first. Yeah. Only when God agrees to what you are saying is when I can be moved out. Amen. I don't just don't move out. Because I know what I believe, and I know the magnitude of the work of the God that I believe. And I know the kind of a God that I'm saving. Some of you are saving a poor God. Shame on you. Come and I'll give you my... Introduce you to the one that I save. I'll show you where you can... I can show you where you find it. If you ask me very well, I'll show you. Your God must not be a poor God. One that you feel pity for, and then you come to church to save him. It won't help you. Yeah. If God cannot bring pap and face on the table, then he cannot give me heaven. Yeah. Simple and straightforward. That is why my father said, take no thought of what you shall clothe yourself with. What you shall put on the table. Then I can have confidence in that kind of a God. When it comes to food and raiment, he says, these are, these are not things to think about. But some of you are worried about fashion. You are worried when you can't buy that dress from Edegas. Buy a Chinese one if you can't buy it from Edegas. Yes, be content with what you have. If you've got 30 rand, go to a Chinese shop and buy a dress and wear a proper dress. (laughs) 
Pastor, when you go to Mashinga, I will show you some other creatures they eat. Them. I'm sure that they call them Haru. I don't know an English name. That creature, when it stays long, after it's been cooked, the chest becomes black. When we eat that one, brother, it's poison. You can eat it, but it's like you've put some a dosage of piripiri that cannot be found anyway. <laughs> it's above piripiri. Any kind of piripiri that you can bring on the table, I will just give you that one. It will choke your whole throat and choke everything, choke your stomach, everything, your nose, everything. Before time, you are crying. With that. Just one. Let it stand for a while after it's been cooked and the chest becomes black after some days and then it's black and you eat that one. There's some Christians like that. They've stayed too long in church to have grudges with this brother. They have a grudge with this brother. They can't finish with this brother, then they go and talk with this brother. Then this brother knows about this grudge. He's also begrudging this brother because they're friends to this brother. Then the whole church is full of grudges. What does the template say about the message? If you have nothing good to say about the brother, don't say anything. Shut up. That is the way that will take us to heaven. They don't normally visit my house because when you start talking about a brother, the last thing I will say, if you prayed about him, Ah, no, no, brother, I didn't pray. Um, I, I'm thanking God because you brought this news to me to know what state my brother is in. Can you join me in prayer? I'm praying for my brother now. That's the only thing I can do if I hear said news. Even if you are lying, I'll pray for my brother anyhow. Yeah. I didn't have friends because of that. Because most of the friends, they want to gossip too much. Did you hear what this brother is doing? Ah, oh, brother. Some of these brothers, you just call them brothers, but they are not brothers. And now, and now you? Who are you? We'll tell you the language of heaven. Then we tell you, brother, let's kneel down and pray for that brother. Thank you for this news that you brought to my house. Amen. If you see them, come again with some news. Or even visit your home. You will become an enemy, but you are an enemy in the, in the right track. Amen. You must have enemies, but the Bible addressed enemies. Amen. And even told us to love them. Amen. So some of you fear to have enemies. No, I, if I do this, uh, it's like I'm going, to, I'm going too far. They will hate me. They have to. They have to hate you. Yes. Another, another woman that we are working with, one day he said, as obvious, because he sees some other wish wash Christians from the denomination, they sent them to buy cigarettes and beer. I, I said, the pastor was preaching about it one day. I said, I think he was there, man, at work. Maybe spiritual. Whereas when they approached me now, it's a different course. They just assumed we were the same. So and so, go and buy cigarettes, what, what, and build on, and what, 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 and they are buying it, they are bringing it. They come to me, I say, I can buy bread for you, I can buy built for you, I can buy coke for you, but I can never buy cigarettes and anything that is a drug or alcohol. Never do that. Not in my lifetime. I know what I'm talking about, because it's not even written in my contract. I'm not employed and try some to buy cigarettes for white people if they want to smoke. Because every 15 minutes they go for a smoking break now they spend months on whatever. It's gone. They want someone to go and buy. I'm not that culprit. I'm not that shit. I cannot bring my Christianity, not even my God, under a cigarette. Because that person is being ruled by a demon of smoking. Now he's sending you in a relaxed mood to say, I'm sending this one to go and bring what I want to quench this demon. And you become part of it and you say, after, after that day, he says, it's a Friday. Sunday, you are in church, you are a brother. 
Place yourself where you, you belong. I don't think you are a brother in that, in that way. So how shall they know you? Yeah, at work, if they are sick, they must call us to pray for them. They must call us. If they have got problems, we'll assure them, I'm going to pray about this thing. If they want to chase someone from work and I'm here and I'm listening, I will say, brother, tell me what happened. You don't have to lie to me. Tell me exactly what happened. Even if you did something that is liable to send you out of employment, tell me exactly what happened. I can bring those reasons before God, even if you are wrong. It's not fearful. It's not a fearful thing to say, God, this man is wrong. He has done wrong, but he's got a family behind him. And how many are wrong? Even the ones that want to fire, and they are even wrong as we speak right now. With many wrongs than this one that he has done. Bring reasons before God. How many people have been chased that you were justifying the cause of sending them away as a belief? You didn't even think about their children being sent away from, from, from school. And you call yourself a Christian. You were watching. I spoke to my branch manager. I told him, no, 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 you can't take this one away. But I'm not telling him the, the reasons, but I know this man has got a family. I know how his family lives. Now, if they chase him away, what's going to happen with this man? Where will he get a job? So I just put myself in there with the uninvited. I've got something to say. Please, what do you say about this one? Now I say the tone is changed. I said, no, no, I'm not defending him, but I'm, you see, I'm still employed and also a technician like him. What if this very same thing happens to me? Then I put myself there, they are judging me now. What if the same thing happened to me? What, what would be your judgment as a manager? Scratching his head now. Then I said, you are going to lose all of your technicians if you don't sort out this mess. Then when I finished with the branch manager, I went to this man and I said, tell me your story, Baba. We have to pray about it. I woke him up around half past two. I said, this is the time we pray for such things like this. Wake up. Let's pray. Yeah, I'm joining you in prayer. Within no time, you are sending me some sounds. I said, that's it. That's the way. Let's go, brother. Tomorrow when we get to work, before we get into the boardroom for hearing, we pray. And that hearing, we went. Not now. We went. It was a, it's still a stalemate. My wife can tell you, it's a stalemate. It's not us who did it, but we, it's the God that we say. Because we know the kind of a God we say. You don't have to behave like a prodigal son. When you are among unbelievers, they must beg on you. When they are talking nonsense, they must say, hey, the brother is coming. Let's keep quiet for a short while. But what, what happens to many of you? You join in. There's some of you that eat bread of life. Brother, where are you? With these cell phones, brother. I think if I was given the power to take all the cell phones away and go back to 1840, live as a Christian then. All-time religion. Because brother, brother can tell you I'm in your back. And he's just here by picking I'm in your back, brother. Because he realizes the magnitude of what he has caused. Now if this brother now, or if he's a pastor who's asking now, then he's going to say, if you pick and pay, come here, brother, we need you. Because you haven't sorted out that thing for us. And now he sees, now he's been lying all along. Ah no, tomorrow the thing will be here. Tomorrow it will be done. Everything. He has not done even one of those things. He was busy with some other thing somewhere. He can't commit himself to his own commitment. He can't honor his own way. Now the brother is asking, Tell the brothers I'm here to pick and pray. Brothers, I could not manage to do that task. I, I got caught up somewhere. But I'm going to make sure I, I 
repay you somehow. Don't say I'm in Jobic. You're in Jobic, spiritual. Is it spiritual or what? I, I don't know. I don't understand, Pastor. When someone says I'm in Jobic and he's standing there at Pig and Bay in Wilbeck. And some of you do that with your wives. Yes. You are a prodigal son. You one day come to yourself. One thing I'll never do is I can't lie to my wife. Never have to lie to her in any case. Even if I meet another woman in the street and say, hey, Papa, I, I think you can be a better husband, I will tell my wife. She's the best person to know what I met today. I met another woman. She said this to me. Some of you fear to tell your wives that because you also do some other things on the side. Similar to that approach. The only difference is this one is approaching you, but the other one you approach yourself. <laughs> That makes the difference. So, even if this one approaches you, you can't even share that good news with your wife. It's good news. Someone thinks I'm a good husband. What do you think, honey? You are the best of them all. You are not even as good as she says. You are above all that. Another woman came to me, wrote a list. This is exactly what you are to me. You are the man that I was waiting for. In the meantime, I'm married. I've got this ring in my hand. What does she think this is for? For yeah. Then I came home. I said, "Ah, oh, this is a, this are some good notes." Came to my wife, honey. Can you write down a list of what you think I need? <laughs> hey, she got two pages, bro. <laughs> and this woman had just seven points, and I could not even finish the list that my wife wrote. Then when I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm comparing now. I, I just took that other small paper, I threw it in the bin. And this one, this other one, this other one. I made sure it's kept well. I can even put it in the middle of my Bible. Because it defines who I am. There's someone who watches me so closely. And knows heart to heart what I am. Not this one that is filled with the last. Someone can tell you your nose is cute. I like your shoes. And you can be touched by someone who likes your shoe. There's plenty of such shoes in Edgar's. You can post about your shoe. Brother, we can show you, show, show you better shoes than yours that you're wearing now. In the shop. And you can't buy it because it's expensive. And now you're breaking with that one North Star. You begin to think you're some, something better than everyone. Because you're wearing... what? They, they've got names, eh? <laughs> I used to watch it, Pastor. When someone buys a, a, a jean trousers and is putting on Reebok or Nike, he's got a cape, Nike. His jean is Nike. His socks is Nike. His shoe is nice. And it's Nike. <laughs> so, when he's wearing a wafer, he says, ah, hey, off it. I send the lab, I sip up, I lap, sip up. But when he's wearing that stuff, is the step changes. Hey, you know what? You know what? Hey. You know, he, he can't even step nice on the ground that God created for him to walk perfect well. He changes his step. Yes. The step has changed because he's wearing Nike. And the jean is Nike. And the brothers also go with that language. 
But you see, this Eta is joined to something. You can call me Eta holding your Bible. Eta brother. Eta brother. I can see maybe the brother is just used to the language. Yeah. Maybe he stays among unbelievers too long. Oh, yes. Yeah. But he, he can't help it. But when you say, Eta, Eta brother. Within no time, you are going to put some dark shades. And you are going to have a handbag here. Because you are going that route. Somewhere. The devil, the prophet says, just give him time enough to start. When you start, he finishes the rest. My question tonight is, what if you give God a time when you start with God and let him do the rest? What result will you have? From the time they preached to me and tears rolled on my cheeks to say, do we have a church that still believes those things? The brother said to me, stand aside, I will attend to you. Yeah. I think he thought uh, they have fished. And indeed he had fished. He found me. I was still crying. Was, my prayer was, I will not go to church until I find a church that is preaching this Bible word to word, verse to verse. I don't want a preacher that will come on the pulpit and tell me this verse was preached by Paul, so it doesn't apply to us. But the verse that Paul preached, that he says, uh, no weapon formed against us, or something, if God be for us, who can be against us? That one they wanted. Yeah, if God be for us, who can be against us? But if we tell you, women dress properly, don't put on trousers. Ah, that was for Paul, you know, he hated women. When he preached, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who did he hate? Did he hate women or men? Yeah. We want to know. Did he, who, who was he hating by that time when he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? What shall separate us from the love of God? Let it be height, it be depth, it be width, or whatever. You can name it life. He even put life. Even life cannot separate us from the love of God. Even death cannot separate us from the love of God. Even the grave cannot separate us from the love of God. When he preached that scripture, was it he hating women or men? You see how the devil plays with the minds of the people. When this Bible speaks in the book of Timothy, he was saying, teach, to, teach all elders to ordain such things and deviate not from this law. Teach my doctrine as I delivered it unto you. Ordain elders in every city. He comes to a spot where he says, let no man despise thee of thy youth. He was writing to Timothy. The same Timothy was told, and your women must learn in silence. And the example that was given, he said, was Adam was not deceived first, but the woman. The women of today, they are not, they are claiming they are not the lineage of Eve. They did not come from Eve. Because those ones today now they are preaching. And in their homes, they are sub-authority. Their husbands listen to them more than they should listen to their husbands. My wife knows, you know, it's, we, don't, we don't do things that way. Oh. No, I am not always listening to her, following behind her. But I take every word that she says. Mm. And I do everything that she says. Everything that makes sense, I take it. 100%. Without even blinking an eye. Because I know she's filled with the Holy Ghost. She can't just come and tell me things and then she's 
trying to confuse my mind. No, she loves me, I love her. So when we do things, I've got a head above me. I can't just go to God and tell God what I want and expect God to do the things that he must do the way I want. I can dictate on God. It's a hierarchy. The way God does with the men is the way the men should do with the one. Just, just take the word and bring it down here. You see things lining up. You can't put a stamp and say, I've spoken, I don't want to hear anything again. If it, it was in Zimbabwe, I was going to say, we don't support ZANPF. Well, ZANPF is bringing a fist up like this. Always ready to fight. Even if there's no one to fight with you, you just raise your fist. We must behave like the children of God. We should not wait until we come to the spot where we are feeding with the swine. We must follow the pattern of Matthew 17. We come to a spot where God says, this is my beloved daughter, in whom I'm well pleased to dwell in. Some of you sisters must be like that sister that the pastor read to us that quotation, where when the child came into the prayer line, the prophet said, but someone has already prayed for this one. It was a sister in the congregation. The Holy Ghost that is on the pulpit went to that sister. Say, you are more than able to pray for this child. Then what Brother Bram is going to do? He said, I can't do anything now. The prophet of the age, he could not do anything because a humble sister in the, in the congregation has prayed for the child. Some of you sisters think you can't do that. Now when we tell you what you must do, you want to do opposite. What you must not do is what you are craving to achieve every day. And you leave the other things undone, which are so important to you, so important to your faith, so important to your family. I won't touch other things because I know some of you will get on the edge of your chairs. Brother Bram said, the brother can be struggling with something, and the sister can help. Sister Chetty can go to work to assist you, brother. Am I right? And he left a clause, and everyone is putting their reasons into that clause. Even if they don't have reasons, they have to go to work because every woman elsewhere, they are going to work. My wife was working, but I told her, now I'm working. The time she was working, I was not working. I was struggling. So she had to go and get a job and help me here and there. The other things that I can't do in the home, then the little salary she was getting, she's buying groceries and doing other things. But when I got a job, I said, your time is up. Come home and be careful. Don't, don't miss anything in the kitchen. How many of you read the spoken words and you hear where it says, the place of the woman is in the kitchen? Hmm? It doesn't mean that, sister, you must not have a degree. Eh? Watch that very carefully. It doesn't mean that you must not go to school. Brother Chet, am I right? It doesn't tell you that you must say, hey, so my daughter, why must she go to school? She must just wait until she's, she's got her own kitchen. That's the other limb. You are now a apostle. She must just get married. What if she don't get married? What if she don't get married? Or what if she's not ordained to get married? But when she becomes a mother, this is the reason why some mothers cannot even control their own children because they don't have the time with the children. Brother Brenham, how old should I start uh, when a child uh, is Maybe is it when she's five or somewhere thereabout or after five years when I should start teaching her the Bible? 
Brother Nelson said, how old is your child, sister? I said, ah, five, five years. The prophet says, you are five years late. So it means you should have started when she was in the womb, or when he was in the womb. Because John the Baptist received the Holy Ghost when he was in the womb. You start praying for your child when they are still in the womb. That is when the role of a mother begins. Then when they are born, you cannot tell me you are spending over time at Anglo and you don't know where a child is spent the whole day. Because you just want to, brother said, because you want to earn that extra dollar. But if there is a reason and it's genuine, your brother maybe fell from a ladder and the leg is broken and then you can get employment. You don't know how and when this leg is going to heal. You can't wait and say, my husband was broken so I, we can't pay him. If you can take a job, take a job, because there is a reason for you to do that. If you can come with such reasons before God, do you think he's going to hate you when you go to work? But if you can leave your children without cause and your husband is working and you are well up with everything, you have got four cars, you have got six houses, you still want to go to work. And your children are becoming rascals. When we talk about uh, the high rate of uh, theft and major cases, you are contributing to that. The percentage, part of it is coming to people that must never even contribute even an inch into that. Because mothers have left. Brother now says motherhood has been broken. The devil knows. If he wants he deals with mothers, then the rest of the children are gone. Because not at one point in time do you hear in the Bible that this guy became a very good uh, king because his father was very good. Even if the father was good, you said, and the mother was. Most of them are attached to their mothers. There is something extra that these mothers did. I think it's Proverbs 29, where you read about King Lemuel. The mother said, take it off my instructions. My son, give not yourself to wine, lest you give a premature judgment. You fail to judge the people. And don't give your, soul, your strength to women. Some of you cannot be Christians enough because you've given your strength to women. When, they, when their hands are like, and you buy them ice cream, tomorrow you buy them uh, what, whatever of their own choice. That is exactly what they did to Samson until the eyes were taken off. Now when the eyes are taken off, the brothers saying, brothers need me to change. Brother, I will tell you, you will get some other brothers to lead you to church. No? <laughs> I have to be honest. I cannot lead such a brother to church. The father is coming says, Samson, don't you know there is a scripture that you must, must not marry unbelievers? Yeah. Never! With other no circumstances, there is no circumstances, but some of you have got circumstances for boyfriends and girlfriends. There is no circumstance where a believer must get married to an unbeliever in the world. And you know what the prophet said? You will have problems along the way if you manage to do it. Because you cannot rule out the word of the prophet. Under no circumstances should a believer, a sister, be married to someone who is smoking daha. And you think he's going to make a very good husband because he's driving a Porsche Polo Golf 7. Alongside this cigar. And he's buying you pizza every time when you want pizza lunchtime. 
So he's a very good husband. Wait until he takes you into the house and you miss that beat. When he starts beating you, there's a sister that ran away from her own house. The husband married her from the message. My wife spoke to the sister. Sister, don't do this. Said, ah, but what can I do because the man loves me? The sister went away. The husband didn't even want to hear anything about the church. Yeah? Let alone about the message. He hated the message to the uttermost core, and the sister loved that man. They went away. They started the home. One time, when the husband bought a house for him, they now have children. He was using gum boots to fight with the wife. When fight starts, he changes the shoes, put on the gum boots. When the sister came back to church, she was like this, from gum boots. So, on the face of the sister, you don't know me very well. Today, you understand who I am. Now, when you bought a house for me and you took me out of church and married me, what kind of a husband were you? And what were you promising me? He never promised this. Today you know me. Brothers, you see this? It was my husband. What must we do with that? How must we help you? Under no circumstances. That's the only way we can help you. Under no circumstances. Should we have done that? You have not even one circumstance to bring to us. Not even a reason to tell us, brother. The man was, I could not just, I could not just stand his presence because he kept on talking about it. He was keeping on WhatsApping me. Cross the WhatsApp then. You are lying to us because even on the WhatsApp you can block a number if you don't like that. I blocked a lot of numbers. Because people just keep on sending these funny videos. Every time when they send a video, they never even send the same one. It's funny videos all the time. But I, I trace, I think now, he's a, a colleague at work, I must communicate with him. Huh? I, 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 if any case, they say, phone so and so, tell him to do what, 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 what. I have to do that through the WhatsApp group for the company. But this number, when he thinks of communicating me, with me outside of work, curriculum activities, he's sending me some funny videos. I block that one. Management is going to ask me, eh? We like, where is number for so and so? We see you are not communicating anymore. When you give you messages, you don't relate them to, you don't relate the messages to the very person where they must be. What happened? I don't have his number anymore. Why? I will tell them the reason. He keeps on sending some dirty things into my phone. That's right. Don't wonder. He's not principled enough to, to rate what he must give to me. I'm a Christian, I don't entertain such. And I block that number. And you, sister, you tell us you can't block a boyfriend until you are overtaken. Until you can entertain every message in your phone and you are waiting to go to heaven. And you want to inherit eternal life. Brother Benham says you are going to hell just the same. I don't know how many of you wish to go to hell. It was lucky for this man that he realized that I'm not myself. I'm inviting most of you to realize who you are tonight. Say, Lord, I, I, I might not have been myself. I might not have known what I must be. But make me realize tonight what I am. And bring me to the spot where you are pleased with me. And when God says I'm pleased with this one, there's no reverse to that. When God gives the Holy Ghost, 
You think God will say, I've given the Holy Ghost. Ah, this day I'm taking it away. He won't do that. He will give you the Holy Ghost. And do not grieve the Holy Ghost whereby you are sealed until the day of your redemption. But how many of us have grieved him? Because there is a responsibility of God. And God will not... Yeah, God, there is barricades. This is Brother Madiba's portion as a pastor. Yeah. And God says, okay, I'm co-working with Madiba in his church as a pastor. So when he prays for the sick, I must hear his prayers. But this is his portion. He must fulfill this first. Then I'm, I'm also on the side. I'm doing my part. Not one jot or title of this book will fail. I'm here. I will stand with my weight. The prophet says, you will bankrupt heavens to back up a little sister. That is standing up with just one scripture. You can't, the, the denominations can't surpass us. They should not go ahead of us. Because they, they even have memory faces. You don't even have a favorite verse in your own Bible, the one that you bought for yourself. You can't even have a verse that when, even when we wake you up, we say, brother, what's your favorite verse you don't even have? There's not even an experience in your life that is attached to a certain scripture that when you projected your faith to that scripture, God acted something. There must be scriptures like that when you thought about that scripture and a revelation struck you and said, because of this scripture, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait on God. Some of you are still blank. You are blank pages from 1906 when the whole ghost came until now. A blank page. Nothing has been written there. And you still want to keep it blank. Brother Venom, you would ask in the service, how many of you want the Holy Ghost? You can't ask these questions now, nowadays. You say, how many of you want the pastor to pray for you now to receive the Holy Ghost? Everyone thinks they have it. But watch when they go out that gate. Follow them to work. They can even lie to the manager that, ah, no, you know what, I, I had a tire puncture. When the, the car is just fine, it's good as yesterday. Mm. Amen. May the Lord help us. Amen. I would invite you to be like the sun on Matthew 17. Mm. And I don't want you to be like that brother that is jealous. He stayed with the father until he could not even ask a kid. The whole time when his, his brother was away, he could not even ask, hey, today I, I think I can do some bribe with some brothers. Can you just give me a small eh, goat and then we can see to it that our part is right. He never asked it. Now he's jealous when something is done for the brother that has realized himself, now I was lost, I'm coming home. This man says, when I was here, when you were here, why didn't you ask? Ask and it shall be given. Brother Pinam says more miracles happen with unbelievers, more than believers. He says our own people, it seems like it bypasses them and it just goes to a prostitute someone. It bypassed the whole Israel and went to Samaria to a prostitute. It's still doing the same thing. You cannot live that track life today because you are a royal priesthood. We are a people chosen, peculiar. We must just live by that. Take the standard of God, live by it, and call God on the sin. How many are willing to declare if they leave this room to say, wherever I am, people must know I'm a Christian? Amen. Don't stay in a hideout. Don't say, uh, when they start talking about the Bible, you don't even have a face to say, hey, brothers, I think you are missing it. There's a scripture. You can't even join some debate. 
When we take a watchtower in the 70s, they are 20s, then they are debating the Bible, and we, we ask you to come, they say, ah, no, you know, brother, some of these things you must just be humble and be slow to speak. Ah, brother, slow to speak. The truth is you can't defend your own religion. Not all of you, but some of you can't even utter a way that will correct everyone to say, I think this man is saying something. Where do you get that in the Bible? Then you give them scriptures. Amen. Amen. Can we sing this song that I was uh, just trying to sing and I, I was just uh, croaking my way out like a frog? Someone can help us, a song leader, a very good song leader, if they, they know that song. Give me oil in my lamp, give me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. As we invite the, the pastor, give me oil in my lamp, give me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Give me oil in my land. Give me burning. Give me oil in my land. I pray. Give me oil in my land. Keep me burning. Keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Give me oil. Give me oil. gospel that we believe in. Hallelujah. That's, that's the old time religion that we believe in. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know whether I've got an echo here. Amen. I believe what he preached 100%. 100%. Everything that was preached here I stand behind it, not 80%, not 90%, not 99%, 100%. Amen. We need such messages. We need
need such messages, uh, a conscience-pinching message. Amen. A message that can challenge you so that you examine yourself. Hallelujah. A message that can make you do an introspection. Remember, brother, Dioka once preached a very simple but yet a powerful message. Am I a Christian? And tonight, Brother Aurora came and said, The Father's portion. I hate the elder brother as well for one simple reason. The younger brother went to the far country. The elder brother never went to the far country, but the far country was in him. Did you catch that one? One physically left, but one never left but yet the far country was in him. And we cannot overemphasize how critical it is for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Brother Branham says, the danger of our time, people catch one another's spirit instead of the Holy Ghost. And you've got to examine yourself. Did I catch someone's spirit? Or do I have the Holy Ghost? And how do you check? Check your conduct. Check how you run your affairs. And if there is a problem, Brother Branham says, God has got more of the Holy Ghost to give to the church. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So we really, really thank God for these messages. Uh, We live in a time where the scripture says people will not endure sound doctrine. But I'm glad tonight believers have endured sound doctrine. Amen. This is what this is how our prophet would preach. And him, you know him, he would have gone even cut to the chase. Amen. And if people cannot endure sound doctrine, they would have never stayed. I mean, go and listen to marriage and divorce. Would you stay in such a service? You've got to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to have stayed longer in that service. Amen. God bless you, Brother Borero. It was wonderful. And thanks for availing yourself at a short notice. I just was struggling with flu. I gave him a call as he stand in the gap for me. You did very well. God bless you, Rachel. We're going to just sing our worshiping song. Brother Watt will just advance to the fore and close with a word of prayer for us. Amen. Maybe we can just say a song that says, Only believe, only believe. All things are possible, only believe. Amen. Young people, you can block people on WhatsApp. You have had. Brothers, if somebody keeps on sending you dirty things, block. Because if you stay longer enough with it, it pollutes your soul. You've got to jealously guard your soul. Marriage, brothers, you have had. We are the head. We must have the backbone and lead our families the way we are expected to lead our families. Don't be a jellyfish. Be a man. <laughs>
a man that you know God says for I know Abraham he will command his household after my own commandments let's be the kind of men that God can say I know this man amen sisters we depend on you for a godly influence upon our children John Wesley's mother raised many of them and they turned out to be the best that they could be. One became the song leader of the age. Another became the messenger of the age. It can be done. But children are watching whether we take this thing seriously or we think it's just a hobby. Message is not a hobby. It's a matter of life and death. Amen. Let's sing it. Only believe. Father, Lord God, Father God, we believe tonight, O oh God. Heavenly Father God, you came, Father God, and you send a message our way, O oh God. Father God, basic, simple, O oh God. Father God, no gimmicks to it, O oh God. Father God, but pure word, O oh God. Father, and we say thank you, O oh God, that we, Father God, endured, Father God, the weather, O oh God. Father God, to make it to your house tonight, O God. Father God, to come and and sit in your presence, O God. Father God, and hear, O God. Father God, to to receive a word, O God, Father. Father, that goes, O God. Father God, beyond, O God, face value, O God. Father God, that that goes beyond, O God, what, what we just see in the mirror, O God. Father God, because it goes, O God, deep into the soul, O God. Father, and tonight we say thank you, O God. 
Father God, we thank you, God, for our dear precious brother that, that came and stood in the gap, O oh God. Father God, that, that came, O oh God, Father God, and Father God did not divert, O oh God, from what you said he should say, O oh God, Father. Because, O oh God, ultimately, O oh God, Father God, your word, O oh God, is a two, two-edged sword, O oh God, Father. Father God, and it cuts deep, O oh God. Father, and we thank you, O oh God, that we could sit, O oh God. Father God, and that we could receive, O oh God. Because, O oh God, as we leave, O oh God, tonight, O oh Lord, there's so many things that, that, that we have to go and do introspection in our own lives, O oh God. Father God, there's so many questions, O oh God, that we need to go and ask ourselves in our quiet time, O oh God. Father God, because, O Lord, we need to be perfect on the other side, O God. Father God, you said you want a bride without spot or wrinkle, O God. Father God, and if we are that bride, O God, we need, O God, to receive this word, O God. Father God, and we need to be perfect when we come, O God. Father, tonight we say thank you, O Lord. We pray your blessing over your church, O God. We pray your blessing over our pastor, O God. Father God, we pray, O God, Father, may you guide us, O God. Father God, may you show us and lead us, O God. Father God, as you are, O God, for us, O God, who will be against us, O God. Father, we take your word, O God, tonight, O God. And we thank you now, Lord. Father, we thank you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I won't keep you long. I think you're just going to sing a song and then after you are be dismissed. We've been praying for a drama after Brother Mavin has relocated to Cape Town. Then finally, God has sent Brother Mutimuni to be our drama. He's the son of the late Pastor Mutimuni fully fledged message believer so we thank God Amen, Amen. you see ask you shall receive Amen, so we've been improvising in this corner for quite some time but God knew what we're looking for Amen Uh, Beulah Land Beulah Land, then thereafter you are dismissed, God bless you richly, have a blessed week of what remains of it May God undertake for you at your workplaces, at your school, and may everything be under his subjection. God bless you richly. Thank you for being patient. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For time.